Good morning, good morning. Morning, everyone. Good to see a few people jumping on right now. Hopefully, you're all awesome and well after a uh, well, well-deserved weekend. Refreshed, hopefully. Uh, ready to get into another week. Marvellous Monday. I quite like Mondays. I'm a bit of a workaholic. I like work. <laughs> uh, I do like having fun and resting, but uh, I'm always thinking about things on the weekend. But uh, I suppose that's what it's about. But uh, good morning to you guys. Good uh, good to see you. A bit of a shout out there, Alison, Stephen, Abdul, Sean, Ingrid, Jeff. Hey, hey. Good to see all of you on already this morning, up early. Well, not so early in maybe Victoria and uh, New South Wales, but uh, the gyms are open. Yes, fitness is back on the menu. Good to see you, Alison. Good to see you. That's where I was yesterday or last night at the gym. I do a bit of rock climbing. Uh, that's my gym workout. Uh, hopefully everyone's awesome. Anyone new? Hello, if you're new. Jason Witten's my name. If you haven't uh, dropped by before, this is Wealth Coffee Chats, where we get together with people like you who are keen, interested, and maybe as mad as we are about real estate investing. And uh, each morning, we uh, we sit here, have a bit of a chat, maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes long, about the world of property investing and what's really going on, and uh, try to make some sense of it all. Uh, the media aren't very... Um, is not a very good source of information when it comes to accurate data for making decisions, uh, if you didn't notice. And uh, what we do is we try and break that down and make sure we can go the distance in this crazy thing we're doing called property investing. You guys uh, that have been here for a while, uh, morning, Belinda and Danny. No, we've got a couple of sayings around here. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. We've got to go the distance and buy well, never sell. That's about buying the best properties you can and keeping them for a long time, if not forever. And uh, that's the two basic premises about this conversation we have. But what's happening in the media right now, and, and there's a lot of talk about it, is the interest rate rises, interest rates going up. We did a little chat about this the other day um, and uh, we did a little bit of a uh, – Hey, if the um, uh, there's there's a, there's two things that happened in recent times. Number one, let's let's jump into um, let's jump into my iPad, see what's going on. Number one, so a couple of things that happened in recent times. If you guys have been noticing, and I'm sure you have. Number one, the assessment rate uh, assessment. I think that's how you spell assessment. There's probably a few more. Um, there's probably some C's in there, actually, isn't it? Is that is that right? Would that be right? Uh, assess assessment. Anyway, I think it's an S. Maybe you guys can let me know uh, in the chat. My uh, my dyslexia is kicking in right now. Um, so the assessment rate, which is the rate at which the lenders assess you uh, for lending money. I don't know. Chuck it in the chat if you know. What the rate? So you might be borrowing. You might um you might be lending. Let's say, for example, at the moment, average interest rate is two point five percent. That's what the average interest rate is. But tell me right now, folks, do you know what the actual assessment rate is? You might be lending at two point five, but what are they assessing you at? The actual calculation, the number. See if you can actually afford the loan. 
chuck that one in the chat for me if you know what that is. Um, assessment. Yeah, there is. It just didn't look right, Alison. That's like there's four S's. <laughs> there's more S's than you can poke a stick at. I feel like uh, Kenny Sutcliffe. Anyway, I don't know if anyone remembers the 12th man. Anyway, that's showing my age. Uh, Fiona, you got it right for me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Um, good to see you. Now, listen, um, Stephen's right. It's about 3% above at the moment. So they add about 3% on top. And uh, depending on where you're borrowing and who you're borrowing from and, and so on, um, you know, uh, Abdul um, and Belinda, you're about right. You know, it's in, in and around that 5 to 7% mark, okay? So, you know, at this, at this one here, if you add that together, they would assess you at 5.5%. So they're saying, hey, can Abdul or Belinda or Jeff or Stephen or Fiona or Alison, um, uh, can they afford this mortgage at actually 5.5%, not 2.5%. So one of the things that we need to understand is your ability to pay for the mortgage is already baked in, baked in to the assessment rate. Now, the media the media uh, puts out some, you know, some crazy – let me see if I can see – I can find one of these things from the other day uh, – Let's have a look. Uh, I think I've got one here. There we go. Look at this. Um, Check this out. Even 100 basis points of hikes would have a profound consequence on asset pricing. Yeah, well, we worked that out the other day. You know, uh, a minimal mortgage rate hike combined with higher buffer rate would tip thousands of landlords into financial stress and could fuel house prices. Well, folks... That actually shouldn't be the case, should it? Because because if the lenders were doing their job, and by and large they are, they've already they've already assessed these people financially at five point five percent. Okay, so those headlines are stupid. As far as I'm concerned, if a person's in financial stress, that has nothing to do with the interest rate uh, hikes going up. Uh, if they, unless they lied on their application, there you go. Or something's changed in the meantime. Now that's that's the way things are. So I wanted to just maybe start out today with number one assessment rate. Okay, uh, number two, uh, the fixed interest rate at this point in time fixed has gone up. I think it's point zero five or whatever. It's fifty basis points. Fifty basis points. So you know it went from. Let's say two point two five to two point seven five. Okay, uh, and we did the math the other day. That was two fifths of bugger all over a period of time. Right? Okay, so that wasn't very big when it came to the interest rate rise, the the actual dollars and cents of this, um, and uh, it wasn't anything to worry about. But what would happen? Let's do this question, and that's what I thought we'd talk about today because. Um, the 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 RBA has uh, indicated at some point in the future it was aiming to targeting twenty four twenty five. It would like to get the interest rates back up, and it would like to get the interest rates up to about 
well, the cash rate, so the underlying cash rate of about 2%. So what that would mean, um, 2% would equal, okay, the interest rate being about 4%. So this is what's the cash rate. We did this the other night with Andy, cash rate. Um, and then this is the lending rate, okay, uh, right. And you, in the gap in between here, it's called the margin, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's where the banks and the lenders make a margin, 2% to 4%. They buy the money at 4%. And they sell the money at uh, buy the money at two percent, and they sell it to you at four percent. Okay, me and you, we buy it at that, at that sort of thing. So, um, so let's do some mathematics on four percent. Okay, because I, I had a few people sort of chat to me last week about, oh yeah, but you know what happens if it goes to four? Well, let's do that today. I thought we'd sort of dive in and maybe dust off the old calculator. I've got the spreadsheet warmed up over here. And we'll have a little bit of a look at what would that uh, what would that look like um, uh, as we go into it. Now, Alison makes a great point, and I think that's absolutely spot on, Alison. What happens is that uh, you know it'll it'll most likely have an effect on rents. Uh, rents get paid uh, as a priority, and uh, for you and me as property investors, we're going to be actually <coughs> perfectly fine. Now you've got to have this kind of buffer zone. It's usually about, it's usually about. Um, so, so listen, it's usually about a six to twelve month turnover for when interest rates go up and your timing for your tenant and your rent coming in. You might be caught on a lower rent, and the interest rates go up sort of over twelve months, and your you can't put your rents up just yet. Okay, so that's what our buffer's for, team. We talked about this the other day, didn't we? We talked about you've got to have your buffer. Someone asked the question the other day, is it $5,000 overall or five grand per property? It's $5,000 per property, per property, okay? Um, just so we all know, just so we're all clear um, as we go. So anyway, let's uh, let's jump into it. So um, yeah, bye-bye, smash Davo. <laughs> You're right, Alison, exactly. So let's look at what it might what might happen if if it goes to four percent? So uh, up here, um, and this is the cash rate. So the cash rate at the moment is at you know zero point zero one. So the cash rate's at nothing. Um, so let's say the cash rate went to two percent. What would that um, that do for the um, the interest rate um, for most people right now? So if you say right, the average interest rate. Uh, August 2021, uh, 3%, and the average mortgage across different places. So, you know, obviously at this point in time, in New South Wales is leading the pack, whether it wants to lead the pack or not um, in that in that space or place, well, there you go. But you are, good work, New South Wales. So, you know, the average mortgage in Australia at this point in time, $574,000, um, New South Wales is a fair chunk above that, but what would that add to the payments? Okay, and let's have a look at this. When we talk about um, the world of uh, making payments as an owner occupier, now this is an owner occupier, folks. Just remember, okay. Um, let's have a look at that. So let's have a look at the weekly and the monthly payments. So you know, if you said nine thousand four hundred and twelve uh, divided that by um, you know, 52, 
Well, that's $181 a week. Now, that's a fair chunk of, chunk of change, folks, um, as you go. And, um, you know, if you look at that as a monthly, 181 it's not exact, but uh, it's close enough anyway, um, you know, 724 So that's a fair chunk um, in Sydney. But if you go to, let's say, the Northern Territory, where the average mortgage is, you know, 394000 that extra payment for the year, 492, um, you know, divide that by 12 is, you know, 416, you know, divide that by 4 is 104, right? So when you have a look at the differences, and you guys can do the math on this yourself, you know, can you, can someone afford that amount um, as an owner-occupier? That's where owner-occupiers start to get a little bit sort of squished and um, stuck. Um, but like most of us know, as an owner-occupier, you'll drop the smashed avo, like Alison's saying, um, or uh, whatever, and you'll make the payments. Folks, that's what will happen. Owner-occupiers will make the payments. And, um, you know, for us as investors, what might that look like? Let's say, I don't think it's going to get to that percentage interest rate anytime soon. I think we've got four or five years at least. I personally think it's going to be difficult for the economy to get its interest rates back up um, anywhere a lot, but we'll see. We shall see. We shall see um, how things roll. But let's dive in and do a quick analysis on, let's do this one. Let's have a bit of a look at, we've bought an investment property and uh, over here, folks, we've got our interest rate uh, of, uh, let's say, 2.78% uh, interest only. As you guys know, interest only. These are the things that we want to do. And we go in here and we have a look at our property and we go, all right, at the moment, this property, let's quickly go back. I'll just quickly, you know, $600,000 property, you know, uh, using equity, so we've got a 104% loan. If you have a look at that there, I need to get a little highlighted um, highlighted pointer uh, for my demonstrations here. Um, what else? The rent's 550 bucks a week. That rental yield, um, about 4.5%, so nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, you know, CPI 3%. It's not 3% yet, but anyway. Um, well, it is now, but it wasn't for a while. A um, little bit of growth, nothing fancy. A uh, bit of depreciation. So we've got the stuff in there. This is a basic, straightforward calculation. The point, the outcome is what we're looking for is we're looking for this one, folks, um, our after-tax cash flow. Well, let's go have a look at our pre-tax cash flow on this. Pre-tax, before tax, is positive cash flow, $5,000, $4,856, okay, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. Have a look at the yield at the top, gross yield. Uh, 4.8%. So we're happy. We're, we're, we're all good. We're all good there, okay? And then you get a bit of a tax refund down here, 5,800. And then the next number down, you add your sort of pre-tax and after-tax, you, you're making 10 grand in your pocket, in the pocket, cash back. Happy days. Happy as Larry, if you get a bit of growth, whatever. So let's just go change this. Let's get the calculator going and go, all right, well, let's change this sucker to four. 0.78% interest only, okay? And nothing else has changed 
on the property other than the interest we are paying, let's have a look at what that might do. That might do for our property and our cash flow. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So check this out. Now, pre-tax, before tax, it becomes negative. Okay. Now, uh, put it in the chat right now. Um, put it in the chat right now. Uh, well, I'll ask you a question in a second. You guys need to be on this answer. All right. So pre-tax, so negative $7,000. Like, ah, I know. Well, it's ending. Well, it's not. But you, you've got to make sure we have a little bit of a look at this. Um, and we have it out. We go down and have a look at our after-tax cash flow, but we're still positive after-tax, still positive cash flow after-tax, $1,627. Now, we haven't put the rents up. We haven't put the rents up at all. So what is it going to take to get that back to a pre-tax cash flow? Probably a fair bit of rent increase. Let's have a look what this might look like. So tell me in the chat right now, what changed? Okay, our cost of interest went up. But let's have a look at this tax refund here. The tax refund, we got almost $10,000 back in tax refund um, compared to $4,000 last time, $5,000 last time. So what happens is the cost of our interest as property investors Check this out, team. The cost of the interest going up is tax deductible to you and me. As an owner-occupier, it's not tax deductible. For an investor, it's tax deductible. Not as significant as it is for, unfortunately, the owner-occupier. So that works. It's better for us than it is for the owner-occupier. Unfortunately, that's the way it rolls in this gig. Um so, for you and me, that's, you know, our, our saving grace as we look at it, okay? Um, if we go back here, you know, what happens if we get the rent up 100 bucks and we get that up to 650 folks? Let's get that rent up to 650 What does that look like? Uh, and now check this out. After tax cash flow, five grand. Um, Pre-tax cash flow, not too bad. So, to counteract that, you've got to get the rent up 100 bucks. okay? Now, I think a rent up 100 bucks would probably take maybe two years, one to two years, if we get this spike. And I don't see that being a problem at all with a good quality property. It's coming, team. It is coming. 100 to $200 increases in rent across the board over the next two to four years easily, especially for good quality property. Every, every day of the week, every day, there is... No doubt in my mind it's coming. We've seen it before. Sam and I have seen it before. That's what's going to compensate for this stuff. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, we've got to keep an eye on this. We've got to do our PAYG tax variation, uh, and we've got to make sure that um, we have our buffers in place just in case we've got some, you know, a few bumps and bruises, bumps and What's the names along the way when it comes to your and my cash flow on this property, okay? So hopefully that makes sense. For us in here, it's not going to be, you know, this is not for an owner, um, for an owner OC, that is all out of your pocket, all out of pocket, all right? If 
for us as property investors, what we do is we just get more tax back. We pay more interest. We claim more tax back. It's almost, it's almost perfectly fine. Now, I'd prefer to pay um, less interest and get a better cash flow, but that's just the way it is. So for all of us, the number one thing right now is if you get a chance, if you get a chance right now, don't miss this. Get your rents up, okay? You need to march your rents up into the future. Don't miss an opportunity to do that. Uh, it's coming. Um, the opportunity to put your rents up, don't miss it. And if and when those interest rates do go up, you'll be already in advance, preloaded. Uh, and if you're worried, your $5,000 buffer the next year, don't take any extra cash flow because your property should be positive cash flow right now. Put it all in your buffer and, and make a $10,000 buffer on your property for that changeover period, okay, as we go. So hopefully that makes sense, team, folks. I thought we'd sort of muck around with that one um, today because we did the kind of really incremental small interest rate on the fixed interest the other day. It was irrelevant, completely irrelevant. But, you know, what if it goes up 2%? That's a lot, but it's still not that relevant in reality for you and me, and the rents will go up to compensate every day of the week. No questions, no questions um, on that one. Will you be able to have, will you have enough buffer in play to handle that changeover between when rents do go, uh, interest rates might go up and rents need to go up, okay? That's the, that's the friction point for investors. That's the point where the good time Charlies who don't know about buffers and, and keeping some for rainy days, you know, have, uh, have no buffer in place, they give up. But that's not you. Anyway, I'm just rabbiting on now. Wealth Coffee Chat done. You guys be awesome. Stay well. Um, join me tomorrow for another one. Hey, listen, if you're in mentoring, if you're our coaching and mentoring program tonight, we have a, a, an awesome guest, Scott Harris. Scotty Harris, Tony Robbins, uh, number one guy. He speaks on Tony Robbins stages all over the world. He's been doing that for over a decade, almost 15 years now, I think. And uh, he's a good friend of mine, but he's an amazing, uh, amazing speaker, amazing trainer. He's going to come and talk to us tonight about the psychology of wealth. He's met billionaires all over the world. and He's going to come and share some of those secrets with us at mentoring tonight. So make sure you're there, folks. Make sure you're there. Do not miss this one. It is awesome uh, and uh, you're going to have a good time. Anyway, Wealth Coffee Chat done. You guys be great. See you tonight. Make sure you don't miss it. Bye, team. Bye-bye.